You are tuning in to another episode of Caffeine Hangover, Surviving Your 20s with Cassidy and Ayla. Happy holidays, everyone. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays. It's the holiday season. Um, it's Cassidy. Oh, and this is Ayla. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell by which one of us sang. Um, wow. Welcome to another episode of Caffeine Hangover. Been a while. So we just have a couple of things to run through before we get into this week's episode. Yes. First of all, go to our Etsy shop at Caffeine Hangover Pod for stickers. What a perfect stocking stuffer. Honestly. All the special people in your life. <laughs> so perfect. They're so cheap and um I designed them and they're really cute and you get like a little special extra one also for free and it's only $4.50 and the shipping is free. So like you should get one. Mm. And then the other thing we wanted to touch on at the top of the episode is even though the voter registration deadline has passed for the Georgia runoff election, that doesn't mean that our job is done. We still have to help, uh, you know, people bring voters to the booths. So go to the link in our bio. We have the New Georgia Project and Fair Fight Funds. What they're doing is they're helping recruit voters, making voting more accessible to people in Georgia. So every dollar just helps another person cast their vote. Yes. Amen. Let Let us do this. This would be the best way to kick off. 2021. I know. I know. That, okay. (laughs) I know we can get into this later this month, but I am so nervous about 2021. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make me nervous. Everyone at work, when they leave, when they check out, like, of the salon, everyone's like, okay, like, see you next year. Hopefully it's a better one. And we're all just kind of like, it has to be, right? Like, it has to, right? Okay. But we say this every year. Every year, we're like, oh, thank God 2019's <laughs> over. 2020's our year. I'm so scared to do the same thing about 2021 because every time we say it can't get worse, it gets worse. I, I just should hope that it can't get much worse. <laughs> I mean, we have positive, like, vaccine news that is happening so that makes me a little bit more thank god pfizer (laughs) thank god i'm naming i'm naming my firstborn child pfizer i've decided (laughs) (laughs) i'm naming mine dolly parton so i love it (laughs) um if i couldn't oh my god that's excellent if i couldn't be more obsessed with her like i already was and then i learned that she donated so much money to this vaccine i'm like fucking love dolly parton I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but they're like Dolly Parton is one of those things that everyone loves. She is just a unifying force in this dark, dark world we live in and needs to be protected at all costs. Even if you are not into country music, like you have to love her as a person. I, as someone who does not love country music, (laughs) I will jam out to nine to five. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jolene, <laughs> yes. nine to five. Oh, such good jams. Dolly Parton is a national treasure. Absolutely. She really is. I watched her Christmas special the other night. She just makes me happy. She just makes me emotional. My, <laughs> my mom was laughing at me on Thanksgiving um, during the performances because um she was singing and I was like getting emotional (laughs) and she was like are you emotional right now I'm like I just love her I just love her so much she makes me emotional okay see I've had a weird journey with Dolly Parton because I'm in that weird age group where the first time I was ever exposed to Dolly Parton was on Hannah Montana as, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Miley Cyrus is on. Yeah. And so I didn't really realize she was a real person until later. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. I never really thought about that. But like, I think, yeah, I mean, I probably had heard her music, but didn't know who she was. Right. I like, I think her. I knew the song Jolene at that yeah. point in my life, just because obviously you hear it all the time. But right. I... I didn't know. I thought her and Billy Ray Cyrus were like on the same level, but of <laughs> course, Dolly Parton is just so, so She's much better. Angel than, on Earth. Yeah, achy breaky heart could never. <laughs> achy breaky heart wishes. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, updates for me is that I am officially moving back to New York City. Um, right before New Year's. So I'm going to be ringing in 2021 in New York City with my friends and so excited. Wait, wait. So wait, when are you moving in? I I blanked out for a second. The 30th. Wow. So you literally are ringing in the new year with your friends? Yes. Well, I just like, I was thinking about it and I'm like, why would I not do that? Yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> that's going to be a much more exciting way, I think, to reign the new year than like, no, like no offense to my family, but just like being <laughs> here and like hanging out like I have been and then going is very anticlimactic. I mean, it's still exciting, but like going the day before, moving in, starting 2021, hopefully off on the right foot. I am so excited. You're not going to go to Times Square, right? Oh my God, no. Oh, okay. I was like, I mean, no, I just, like, <laughs> I just want to be like, I just want to be like with my friends and like in my new apartment and back in the city and just living in that vibe and that world starting the year off that way. I think yeah. it's gonna be awesome. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. Um, yeah. Apparently, the only plans I have for 2021 right now are is to watch the Ratatouille musical. um yeah so I don't know if you have seen if if you're not on TikTok you may not have seen but even still it's moving into the Instagram world which may just be me because I am a theater person so I follow theater but this is has continually blown my mind over the past like month people on TikTok have literally created like written for brought like the work is done for them uh an entire musical of ratatouille the <laughs> the movie like there it is crazy like people are so talented there has been songs for every character like an overture costumes like people have literally made puppets for the rats and gone into detail about why this would be the costume set design like it's nuts and it's honestly <laughs> so good 
And I just saw today, I am literally floored, but honestly not that surprised because it's gotten so much traction. It's blown up so much on the internet. And what else do we have to do but be on the internet these days? The Ratatouille musical Playbill and Broadway World announced that the musical is going to get a concert performance in January 2021 to benefit the Actors Fund, which is an awesome cause. And I just I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't wait. And I can't wait to see the casting. Oh my god. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Who like are they planning on getting actual Broadway performers? Probably. What else do they have to do? They're yeah. not on Broadway right now. <laughs> That's so amazing. like yeah, I'm sure they are. I mean, this is crazy. I just always get that one song stuck in my head. Rabbi the, the Ratatouille. <laughs> That's me too, exactly. I mean, I know it's not accurate. I mean, no. there's been lots of videos talking about how, you know, they're singing Remy to Remy the Rat and then Ratatouille, mm-hmm. but Remy the Ratatouille just rolls right off the tongue. And it really does. We, we are fully aware, though, that this is a dish, which I was very into making, like, a few years ago. I would make Ratatouille all the time. Oh, no. Once I learned it was vegetables, I became immediately turned off. You like vegetables? I think you like it. Yeah, but I feel like it needs a carb. I don't know. I think it needs like a pasta in between the veggies. Well, I think like have bread with it. Yeah, that would probably help. But just, I mean, I feel like I need something other than vegetables on my plate. It doesn't have to be meat. I'm not like a meat and veggies person, but... Bread. A carb or some kind of protein, like a nut or an egg. A <laughs> nut. Yeah, some nuts, like on a salad. <laughs> a single nut. Or, an almond. An almond. One <laughs> lightly salted almond. Yeah, keeps me going. Uh, oh my gosh. But yeah, anyway, so that is happening, which is crazy. But like, what could surprise us at this point? Um do you have any recommendations to give the people currently? I don't. Uh, about three months ago, you recommended the book, The Good Marriage, to me. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm almost done reading it. Oh, I saw, I literally read this in the notes and I was like, must be a show. I don't watch it. <laughs> I forgot. Um, no, I just wanted to let you know that I'm almost done reading that book three months oh, later. Oh my God. How's it going? Uh, I mean, it's been a rough ride. My library, uh, you know, loan has expired twice now. So Uh this is the third time I've actually rented the book. Uh, It's going good. I have theories, but uh, I would love to discuss in our next episode because I am, I feel confident that I might finish it. (laughs) You have to. I, I agree. Yeah, at the, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, it didn't hook me in the beginning, but because it is a murder mystery, you have to finish it just to know who the killer is at the end. Mm-hmm. So I'm making my way through it slowly. I have theories. If everyone, everyone else probably is a far better reader than I am. I mean, you know, right now. And, uh, you all should read The Good Marriage so that you can listen to us talk about it next episode. Yes, read A Good Marriage. 
Um, and we're maybe we'll talk about it next time if Ayla does indeed finish it and her loan doesn't <laughs> expire for the third time. I'm and only she saying <laughs> owes the library money. Yeah, I'm only saying this so that it'll force me to finish it. Yeah, I have I have two modes. I either read a book every two days or I read yeah. a book every two years. Yeah, me too. Mm. It's just like, well, right now, same. Like I literally started a book like three weeks ago and I haven't picked it back up since I want to, but I can't let myself. I'm too busy. I have to like, I feel guilty. Yeah. Do other stuff. That's how I am too. I'll feel guilty when reading, even though I feel guilty when I don't read either. And also I feel like when I do a lot of reading for work, school, um, everything, all I want to do is just mindlessly turn my brain off. So uh, a lot of binging TV shows, a lot of watching TikTok, which mm-hmm. has not been healthy to my sleep cycle. But uh, yeah. I am, I'm Christmas break is usually when I get back into reading after yeah. the semester. So I'm yeah, excited. I have good. I have a to be read list. TBR. <laughs> this mm. is good. Um, this brought up a point in my brain, which is just a little bit of a sidebar and we don't have to get too much on it, but I just was thinking the other day, like a couple, I was like, oh my God, like, is there ever going to be <laughs> a time when I just like go to work and come home and like, that's all I like, I can read a fun <laughs> book or I can like just watch shows and like do whatever else I want with my life. I feel like I'm never have that. I I'm always like, okay, well, I'm working at this job, but I'm trying to get these other jobs. And even if Mm -hmm. I'm doing a job that is theater that I like, I'm still trying to get the next job and, or do something like right now I'm studying for this thing. I'm like, when does it end? Like (laughs) when do I just get to go to work and like it? And uh, probably right before I retire. So. Yeah, as a professional student, I can relate. Well, that's a conversation (laughs) that needs way more unpacking. (laughs) I know, I know. I just, like, it dawned on me the other day. I was like, damn. Like, uh, imagine just, like, going to one job and then, like. I know, (laughs) I know. That's what I dream about, too. It's sad. Having so much time to, like, do my heart. See, this is the balance I seek when like the beginning of quarantine was like all me all the time doing whatever I want, no responsibilities, all hobbies, all TV, all books. (laughs) And then it was like, okay, this is too much of that. And then it's either that or, or it's mostly, it's not that, (laughs) that was only because of the pandemic. Mostly it's like, (laughs) I'm working at least two jobs and also trying to get other jobs in the process. I know. Sometimes I miss my desk job. Oh God. No. I know. Not Sometimes that. I do. Just a routine, you know, where you have to be each day. I sometimes I miss that. I get that part of it. As someone who is not a desk job person who is currently working a desk job, book. Um, <laughs> I only have two weeks left. I'm not meant to sit at a desk all day. I'm just not. But um but yeah, going back to just creating flyers on Adobe and writing oh. PR, you know, press releases while yeah. listening to podcasts, sometimes that just sounds like the dream. Yeah, that's fair. We need a balance. <laughs> we someday we'll find it. Um, but anyways, I digress. <laughs> I just thought of that. But this week we are discussing frenemies. Ooh. 
And I wonder, because Ayla's, it, this was Ayla's idea to talk about. So I'm like wondering, like, do you have tea to spill? What's, is there anything happening or did you just think of it? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I suggested this as a fun topic idea, but as I was thinking today, I actually don't think I've really had to deal with the like a legitimate frenemy since high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely dealt with annoying people. And I, I've, I, I do have annoying. things to say. I have things to say, but <laughs> this is an intervention, Cassidy Day. Oh, God. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Ayla brought this up because she thinks we're frenemies. Oh, uh, yeah. All that passive aggression. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what is the frenemy, Cassidy? Well, I was just going to ask you, like, what exactly constitutes a frenemy, right? Because it's like, well, there's people who are annoying, but, like, that we have to deal with, you know, like, people we have to work with, that you kind of have to tolerate or be nice to that are annoying. But, like, they're not necessarily a frenemy because they're, like, a work person or someone you're having to be around because of another situation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a frenemy is, like, a situation where you maybe are in the same friend group and you act like friends and you go to the same stuff and maybe you hang out by yourselves too but there's like this underlying tension or competitiveness maybe or jealousy or like something that irks you about the other person that you're like talking shit behind their back to the other friends that's what I feel like it is Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree with that uh so while I was thinking about it today, like we've all had the frenemy, mm-hmm. but the reason that I say that, like, I can't think of, I can think of situations like being at work and dealing with someone there or dealing with people at school or definitely in situations where you have to be professional uh, and friendly, but you don't actually like the person. Yes. But for the legitimate frenemies, like you would text them, you would invite them to things, but you actually hated that person. I haven't had that since high school, but I think that's because in high school, you're still forced to be around those people every day. That's true. They're still kind of forced into your life and you, there's just a lot more shadiness about it. Whereas once you get out of that, I mean, of course we had the sorority as well. Um, so I'm sure there were, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure there were cases of having to put on a face for that. But, um, in high school, I think it was definitely about being friends with someone in the friend group or just trying to hang out with someone who maybe had a cooler house than you or (laughs) their parents let you do stuff, (laughs) like take you to events and things. And so Mm -hmm. you might be nice to that person or, you know, you might, even though that person's really mean to you, you might still hang out with them because at that point in your life, you're kind of dependent on what other people's. That's a good point. I I hadn't really thought about the high school aspects of it. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point though. That would be another reason to have perhaps a friend of me. I can't think of it. I was thinking more of like college time. Yeah, I couldn't think of anyone in college off the top of my head except like group projects, getting stuck with people in Uh, classes and trying to be friendly with them. That still feels like work situation though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, 
like I can honestly say I can't think of anything in the sorority where like there were people I didn't get along with in the sorority but like it was very apparent that yeah. I didn't get along with them <laughs> there was no real fakeness trying to hide that um yeah vice, you know and vice versa people with me which is how I prefer it like I'd love it yeah. people are just straight up yeah I don't think I I mean in the sorority specifically I had any anything like that mostly because I mean I was not in, <laughs> super involved I wasn't close with super friends with like a ton of people so I was just like friendly to most people and then um like good friends with a handful of people who were my actual friends so mm -hmm. but I would say I will say I do think I had some frenemy experiences in college outside of the sorority Mm. which are like it's just it's so silly it's so petty like it's the drama and you know the theater people stereotypically love to the dramatics and I don't <laughs> but, right yeah but um I'm trying to think like yeah there was one person who I feel like was we were like really good friends at the beginning of college but then learned that they were kind of shady and like um kind of bitchy behind people's backs not even necessarily just mine but like just people's in general so then I felt like we became like frenemies like we would be like almost it felt like we were being fake to each other's faces when we saw each other like being nice and stuff but like we were clearly like not friends anymore mm -hmm. which you know it feels weird but then I <laughs> I don't even know if this counts as frenemies because she was just like straight up crazy to me and this was my freshman year and I will preface this by saying first of all I hope like for some reason that she's not listening but what <laughs> for, for people who are listening will a lot of people from college will know exactly what I'm talking about um I will say a couple of years ago I saw this person which was like I don't know like four or five years after this happened like four mm -hmm. or five years after college and whatever or well after that after my freshman year and I saw this person at an event that we were both invited to and she like came up to me and apologized about what happened and was like I acted crazy like I was so like all this stuff so you know that's fine <laughs> like that yeah. was yeah. that was surprising and very Some nice growth yeah, definitely growth. So we love that. Um, <laughs> however, the story is feels crazy to me because I've never been like, not to say I'm like, and I don't take drama. Like, I don't do that. Like, ew. But I've never been involved in anything that felt so much like I was in Mean Girls, the movie, in my life. Like, mm. you probably know about this, maybe. Um, so freshman year, like, Basically, I'm not going to get into the whole, like, details of it, but basically yeah, this girl <laughs> did not, um, she was angry at me for a reason that, you know, understandable to be a little upset, but, like, it wasn't really my fault, and it's, like I said, it's understand it was understandable to be, like, a little angry. Like, I probably would be too, but I wouldn't act upon it towards the other person. Mm -hmm. like anyone would be like that pisses me off but not so much that you would then act upon it because it's really I didn't like do anything malicious to her but <laughs> we were in a show together and 
she would just like do these crazy like things that I was like, am I in a movie right now? We were at a ho- like a Halloween party one time and <laughs> I was dressed as a cat because like I'm uh, half time basic. I know. <laughs> Very basic, um, because it was you know like in college there's like 600 Halloween things, and I'm like yeah, I don't it, have a costume for all these things. No, it's fine. I once wore a jersey and called myself a football player. Right. It's like sometimes <laughs> you just do not feel like it. So I'm like whatever. Threw on the cat ears and the whiskers, <laughs> and I walked in, and she literally looked me up and down like full on Mean Girls. Regina George looked me up and down and was like, "Oh, you're a cat." That's so creative. Like, I mean, dead- I think they begged you. <laughs> but like dead ass. Like <laughs> imagine someone who you know does not like you. Like yeah, but this yeah. was this was after I think these t- these things happened after the big blow up that we had. Ooh, so okay. at the Halloween party that happened, like after she's already blown up at me. And at the same party, I was like walking outside and I walked by her and she legit like shoulder bumped me, like ran into my shoulder. Oh my God. Said, yes, I know. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening to me right now. It's so crazy. You know, what's funny. Hmm. Could you imagine one of us shoulder bumping someone like, this is something we don't talk about, but short, short people can't shoulder bump. We would just look like we're running, like, into someone, like, uh. bounce off of their shoulder. <laughs> Ricochet. Well, it's so funny. We were the same height, so I guess it worked out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just me walking up to, like, someone who's five foot eleven, trying to yeah. shoulder bump. Them. Like, jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was after, like, those things which are so funny to me happen after the big blow up which is when we were backstage before a show and she absolutely started screaming at me backstage like calling me like a slut and like saying all this stuff that wasn't true like backstage like in front of people just absolutely and I do not enjoy conflict yeah no when you're mad at someone, you know, you just got to pull out the passive aggression, right? Yeah, I can't. I'm like, <laughs> I, I will avoid any, any, this is, because I might, I literally yes, go do, into fight or flight. When you do happens. avoid conflict to a fault. I, hey, I, think, I don't think you're fight or flight. I think you're the freezer, right? No, but I'm saying like when I, any type of conflict comes, like when someone starts getting mad at me my body literally goes into fight or flight reaction. Like I get shortness of breath and I get yeah. the shakes. Yeah. And but I think you just end up like freezing. Right. And you're like, okay. Uh. Well, I'll say stuff back, <laughs> but if it's not going to go anywhere, I mean, to her, I like said some stuff back because I was like, this is crazy. Oh, like, so you went into fight mode. I didn't get like, so, I mean, I was still freaking out inside, yes. but I was like, this is not, I'm not just going to be like, Okay. I was like, you're literally, we're in wig caps right now. And you're, (laughs) I mean, and our characters in the show had to like dance together and all this stuff. Like we were like, I mean, granted I was nervous, but we were, I mean, obviously I I was going to be, but (laughs) you know, all those things I said, like about her doing those like things as if she was in a movie, like at that party, I was like so nervous that she was going to do something crazy on stage. Like, you don't know. I didn't know. I was like, this girl is nuts. But 
yeah so she I mean you were almost poisoned on stage another time so yeah (laughs) could have happened again anything could happen but yeah so anyways that was like literally the first semester of my freshman year I was like oh my god like is this what college is like it was crazy yeah Oh, that's your first semester. Wow. Yeah. So I think that was like the biggest, like. You didn't even know me yet. No. Wow. I did not. I'm so sorry. No, this was pre-Ala times. Yeah. That freshman year was not a good time for me. That whole thing pretty much consumed my first semester. And then the second semester, my ex started dating my roommate. Um, (laughs) and I wasn't casting a show, but anyways, that's the, that's the most frenemies thing, like craziest thing that's ever happened to me. The most like drama. Oh, we totally brought this up before, but I just have to bring it up again. While your ex-boyfriend was dating your roommate, I was your RA and had no idea. (laughs) We didn't meet once while I was Cassidy's RA. Small world. Yeah, I can't, I still can never believe that because I literally was in my room all the time (laughs) because I wasn't in a show and I was depressed. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me because I mean, you were never in there when I did room checks and then you had the rowdy group of boys right next door. Mm Mm-hmm and below you. I was always over there with them, you know, showing them out, telling them to put their marijuana away. (laughs) Oh my God. Their weed smell was like- It was so bad on that side of the building. Oh my God. In my bathroom. I could smell it from my side because the, the building we were in had just like a one ventilation system. So if someone smoked pot, the entire like 80 room building could smell it. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, every time I'd just go down and be like, you guys, you know, we're going to get in trouble. Like, stop, <laughs> go outside, leave <laughs> campus. Yeah, so funny. Like, that's so funny. Yeah, oh, man, kills me. But yeah, no, that is, uh, that's rough. Isn't that some mean girl shit? I just like, it's so funny. And like I said, she, you know, we, she's since grown and apologized to me for it and... Mm-hmm. So that's fine, but it's, I'm still going to tell the story. Sorry about it. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you in the wig cap. I was actually, okay, so <laughs> I was in my costume ready as Pugsley from the Adam <laughs> So imagine this, everyone. <laughs> imagine this. It's so good. I'm going to cry. It's so funny. I'm literally dressed in a fat suit in a boy wig. Like, I'm dressed as a little boy standing in the hallway. She is dressed as a grandma, with, but without, she wasn't ready, so she didn't have her wig on. So, grandma, wig cap, little boy, standing in the hallway, just, like, her just, like, bitching me out right before a show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like like her calling me a slut as I'm like literally dressed as Pugsley. I'm like yeah. salute. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. man, that is oh, funny. That's so good. Yeah, I think okay. So the times I can think of that I've really had to deal with frenemies. Um I okay. This happened a lot more in high school, but now it takes the form of people in MLM schemes. But do you ever, <laughs> do you ever like get approached 
by someone and they're just like, oh my God, I've missed you. Like, how has your life been? It's been so long. By the way, I have to make six cells by the end of the month. Would you like to buy this product that I'm marketing? Like, I don't know. Would you like to lose weight? Like six text messages later. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh God, Uh, lead with that. Yeah. So that stuff used to happen to me, but it would be for people's like, like being really nice to me leading up to class elections or home. Yeah. You know how people would like be really nice to you and all of a sudden you'd have, oh, wow. Like me and this person are becoming such good friends. Like, wow. They actually think I'm really cool. They texted me every day. And then as soon as the election would happen, you'd find out that that same message got sent to 20 other people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's so those, funny. those people are now in MLM schemes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's so true. That is so funny. You related it to that. Cause that's exactly it. Yeah. With that I'm just like, get to the point. Like, please. I, I appreciate it when they do, when they just come in and they're like, Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like all in the same message. And then I'm like, perfect. Like, I just don't respond. <laughs> See, that's good. See, I do respond and I just keep dragging it out. So it's always a very one-sided conversation. So they'll be like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we talked. How are you? Like, I'm great. Period. They're like, oh yeah, things have been so crazy for me lately. <laughs> I've been so busy. Like, me too. Period. <laughs> and I just will not ask them anything yeah. about their life because I know whatever you do, as soon as you ask them about their life, like, oh, what's been going on? What have you been up to? It's going to be this. It's the elevator. Pitch. Well, it's so crazy that I've actually just recently started my own business. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'll answer if somebody is like, hey, like, you know, who, if I know them, Miss you, but right. I'm not saying I won't answer that, but if they put it all in one, if they get it all out there in one message, I'm like, amazing. Thank you so much. I do not have to respond to this. Yeah. And usually I'm like, Hey, not interested. Thanks. If you want to catch up later. Great. Yeah. For me, it's like, honestly, I'm like, they sent this message to so many people. If I just don't respond rather than just be like, no, no, then it's just easier for them. Cause then they just forget that they sent it to you <laughs> and uh, they don't true. have to deal with opening another message. No, but the problem is they'll text you a week later with the same exact message. Oh God. Well, yeah. I would hope that they would go into it and see that they've already sent you that message and say, you know what? Maybe not today. Oh no. You hear Potter? Potter agrees. Potter wants to tell you about his new business. <laughs> He's recently He's become a multivitamins. <laughs> They're going to make your hair so pretty. Uh, so pretty, so yeah. fluffy. Your teeth are going to be so clean. All the dogs out there. But it's like, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's like you start your own business and like you run it, which is so good. Because like, then you get to make connections with other people and other dogs. And just like really grow it that way. And I'm actually, he's making six figures this year. So you can too. (laughs) He's a part of that 1% club. He got the free vacation to Cancun and everything. I have to admit when I see those, that's when I'm like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I want a free vacation. (laughs) That's it. I'm just jealous that they get to go on vacation. So I am pulling up my Furbo right now just to make sure 
I'm not about to be murdered since Potter keeps <laughs> barking. Okay, sounds good. Well, we digress anyways, but I guess we're going to give some advice, it seems, by the notes, um, on what do we do? What, what do we do, articles? <laughs> I, um, I googled frenemies help online, and this is what I was able to put together. I will say this does not come from very reputable sources. There's not even a WASHPO or a NYT on the list. This it's probably just, comes from Seventeen Magazine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even get there. I was just on uh, random blogs being like, this one time when I had a friend of me. Yeah, well, we, you know, they think that we should avoid gossiping, which I agree, because if you continue to gossip about each other whilst acting like friends, it just, like, makes the situation heightened and feel more fake and stressful when you see that person, I think. You know, if you don't like somebody, just like if you can, just stop, just stop hanging out with them. I mean, sometimes you have to, but you know that is actually better advice than what I got online. Oh my god, now the dog's trying to break into the room. Um, <laughs> but that's actually better advice than what I got online. When I wrote avoiding gossip, actually, what the website said is you should avoid gossiping to said friend of me because that friend of me will then repeat what you gossiped about. <laughs> <laughs> to other people. <laughs> That's also true. You cannot trust them either with your secrets. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, what Cassidy is that is also trying to be the bigger person and not oh gossip gosh. about them. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's also a really good point. You can't trust them. Um, and then also um this says ignore the shade. Okay, so this comes from an article that helped me know what to do in the situation where the but word comes in. So when you have those friends who are like, hey, your outfit is so cute, but don't you think that shirt makes your stomach look a little big? Or, wow, I love your house, but don't you think it would be so great if you cleaned once in a while? <laughs> if any of my friends ever said that to me, I'd be like, Oh, I can't believe you. I know. That's what I was saying. Like, I kept reading articles like that. I was like, no, I can't. I mean, I have family that does this to me, but I don't have friends. I can choose who my friends are, not my family. Sure. Yeah. If you have a friend that says things like that, probably you just need not to be friends anymore. That's so crazy. And also, also, I disagree with this advice. If somebody says something like that to you, do not ignore it. I, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, excuse me? That is so rude. I can't believe you just said that. Okay, so that's also probably another good reason as to why we don't really have active frenemies right now. Because we don't just ignore it and go along. We say something, piss them off, and then they stop talking to us. I mean, yeah, Jesus. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like conflict, but I'm not like a friggin' pushover. Mm. I'm not going to be friends with people who are mean to me. Okay. Okay. So I do have one more scenario where I have dealt with the friend of me before. Oh, okay. What is that? The significant other's friends. Oh, oh yeah. That's a whole other friend of me scenario. That is a good one. Yeah. I've had so many um, friends of Caden's over the years and especially 
his girlfriends over the years who will just be really passive aggressive or they'll actually make up pet names for him so that they could can call him that in front of me. I mean, this definitely happened way more back in the day. I think now as adults, that would be super, super. I was like, that is so weird. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's always really hard when you have to navigate hanging out with people who clearly hate you, but they're friends with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. (laughs) <laughs> that's a re- that's a really big one. I'm just trying to think of examples of that from my own life. Yeah, I definitely had the girls who are super supportive of us getting together beforehand. Like, we'll even go try to organize, like, get the number for him and everything. But then as soon as we're actually together, they get very clingy and possessive. Yeah. Definitely or, a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. I feel like in a lot of people's lives, definitely as adults too. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully not the pet names thing. That's for getting nuts, but. Pet names. I think we've advanced from that point, but maybe like a lingering hand on the shoulder or sitting next to them at the dinner table and making you sit on the other side. (laughs) This shit happens. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because you said that and I was like imagining myself as like you're in Caden's like third wheel friend and I like imagine myself like having like a lingering hand on Caden's shoulder and I my reaction was like Ugh. damn it Cassie I told you this was an intervention <laughs> get your hands off my man oh my god um, I don't think Caden and I have ever touched <laughs> no and there's never been a scenario where one of my friends will do this it's always pre prior friends of theirs and I think that goes yeah. for a lot of people like their best girlfriend will be a little clingier than you'd like them to be yeah mm-hmm. do you feel like you have guy friends that are that way that Caden feels that way about uh, <laughs> yeah probably and you know like I have to say you know you just have to check your own jealousy in those situations because you can't really tell them not to be friends with those people anymore yeah exactly that's true yeah but I mean you know to a point check your jealousy to a point but if it's like weird it's weird you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 but uh, so have you ever had a official frenemy breakup Uh, like where it's like a conversation yeah where you just have to tell them like I can't do this anymore I think we should see other people you're gonna have to go to Sonic with someone else Uh, no I don't (laughs) think frenemies break up that way I think frenemies like just fade away eventually I've actually had both I've ghosted a number of frenemies You know, you just make a new friend and you roll with them instead. You suddenly become way too busy for the friend of me. But I have also actually had interventions where you invite them over, sit them down, you have the conversation, and then like a week later, you two stop talking. You try to be really cordial after said intervention. Like, yeah, you know, so glad you brought these issues to light, so enlightening, and then... A week later, you never hear from them again. Oof. 
Uh, (laughs) It's not sound like fun to me. I would. I love a good intervention. (laughs) I would be avoiding that at all possible costs. Oh, see, I. I mean, you. I love confrontation. My God. But you're an, an introverted person. This I don't understand. I don't either. But I just I get angry, and so. Being confrontational releases that anger. <laughs> I get angry too. I get angry for sure. <laughs> no, I just like, oh man, this morning, I, again, another conversation to unpack, I guess. But anyways, I don't mm-hmm. like it. I need, I, mm-mm, mm-mm, hate it. <laughs> no, Would rather just stew in my own, in my own upset and irritation than tell somebody so, so are you a ghoster then? Not in like relationships or anything like that. Yeah, obviously, no, like I would never fucking do that. But um, I mean, I wouldn't say like ghosting, like in the sense that poof, I disappear. But I think it's been like a mutual thing, where like you both slowly feel like you're drifting apart, and you just like allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been scenarios, and it's also hard for me because, like, I've I move around so much, and I like make new friends. So this was more so of a situation for me in, like, I guess college and maybe high school even. But in high school, you still have to see the people every day. So really, only college has been the time where I like am in a place for a, a long enough time to like go through these things, like with mm-hmm. people who, because because I mean, when I move and stuff, obviously, right. there's is that like. I'm not there anymore. We can't hang out. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a good point. That might be why it's hard to really pinpoint. Like I said, when you're not forced to be around those people anymore. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Yeah. And it's like when I'm in, it's like the thing where, you know, if I go back in town, I'm not going to text that person that I'm there. But if they text me, I'll be like, you know, maybe we can try to meet up at this time. Or maybe you'd be like, I'm so busy, I can't. Yeah, I, I have done the intervention before, but usually my tactic was the join something new so that I can get out of hanging out with them, <laughs> like joining the tennis team or <laughs> joining a sorority. That's funny. Mm-hmm. The only reason Ayla's ever joined anything is to escape <laughs> <from> friends. <laughs> Basically, then I just channel my anger into that organization instead. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That sounds healthy. So (laughs) it's like we're both healthy. Um, Well, I thought when we talked about this topic, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to, we don't necessarily need to talk about it, but touch on some of the like big frenemies I tried to think of or look up in like TV and TV and movies. And two of, of the biggest ones I think that we all will know um, that I was thinking of are, A, Jim and Dwight from The Office. That is, like, the ultimate frenemy scenario. Okay, but Jim's definitely the frenemy, right? Like, Jim's the dick in that situation. I guess with Dwight's personality is awful. Yeah, but Jim is so mean to him. Yeah, so it's both of them. <laughs> they both enemies yeah i, I think, guess it goes both ways yeah hmm. i think so but um i feel like that's a classic one and then Anne and april from parks and rec right yeah that's another 
good one because you know deep down that they love each other but they they bicker and fight like they don't yeah and according to my a plus research being nice to an ex-boyfriend is a classic frenemy move really yeah supposedly like siding with the ex in a breakup oh Mm -hmm. oh you mean like and like two friends one of them has a boyfriend yes oh i thought and then when those two break up the frenemy will actually comfort the ex oh okay i thought you were saying like you like me being nice to my exes is like me being a friend of me and i'm like huh no 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 so if your friend is then taking the side of your if you took the side of my ex i have questions that is a classic frenemy a move yeah um according to the blogs i read uh (laughs) you know i had to deal with that (laughs) that's funny yeah (laughs) classic classic frenemies and you found one which i have nothing to add about because i don't know anything about star wars (laughs) so i looked up pop culture frenemies as well and Anakin and Obi-Wan came up as one, which this just cracked me up because, I mean, if you could pick just a pure evil person, you know, I guess Anakin is a pretty good fit. Thought this was maybe a bit of a stretch, but uh, that cracked me up. Me too. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, frenemies, am I right? Hate them, love them. What you're gonna do? Love to hate them, hate to love them. Am I right? Um, Speaking of, like, this is a mostly enemies situation, but transitioning into um, the last two episodes of The Bachelorette, big, big thing, big overarching theme has been the Noah versus Bennett saga. Ah, yes. Are you Team Noah or Team Bennett? If anyone listening is Team Bennett, get out of here. <laughs> like, oh my God. He, I'm like, I have so many feelings about it. He scares me genuinely to my core. If I see him on the street in New York City, I'll cross the street. I'm scared of him. I just, I can't get over from this season. This season has been such a whirlwind. Because as you guys listen to this, you all know that next week is hometowns. And I feel that it's going to be very hard for Tasha. Like at this to point choose. in the season, it's hard for her to send anyone home. I love them all. But when Claire was the bachelorette, because we only saw a few men, the only people I really could even name were Blake. Dale and Bennett. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I used to be a Bennett stan, and now mm-hmm. I can't stand him. The tables have turned. I feel like that's the case for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When he opened, like, that gift, quote unquote, for Noah, like, and was explaining all the things and the emotional intelligence, my jaw was on the floor. Like, I, this is crazy. Like, this is movie shit. This is a person who is so nuts, so not self-aware. 
It was so crazy. Uh, that is a classic frenemy move, I'll say. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, it's so perfect for this episode. <laughs> so, so crazy that he did that. And we were waiting all week in this interim to see what would happen when Taisha found out was in the box. And I just like, all I wish was for her to be like, wa- to be able to watch the tape. I mean, she can now, but in that moment, be able to watch the tape of Bennett, like opening it in front of Noah and explaining all of it. They teased us so hard because last week they did leave on a cliffhanger of Taisha looking at the box is in the box Mm -hmm. and um we had all week to think about that we were all very excited for her to open the box and see the gifts and they never let us see her open the box never that's i can't believe that i cannot believe they did that is so rude of them to do us dirty in that in that way yeah and if i was noah i would have shown her the box yeah, I would have been like, so, I mean, he did tell her, like, what was in it. But I have to say, like, props to him, because he handled this situation very maturely, I felt. Like, he just was like, like, I'm just going to let Bennett, like, show himself. Potter's upset. Potter hates Bennett, too. Yeah. Um, but. Visceral reaction from Potter. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was just very confused this episode, though, because, like, during her and Bennett's conversation, her face, I was laughing so hard watching because her face was so done with him. Like, she looked, could not be more irritated, like, so annoyed. I was like, she hates him. She hates him. And then when she was sending him home, she was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know if that was the right thing. I was like screaming at my TV. What? What do you mean this doesn't feel right? Are you crazy? Like, what could you possibly, what could you possibly like about that conversation that just happened? Or him kissing you non-consensually, like in the previous episodes? I do not understand. And then... We're jumping ahead, but that's okay because we're on the Noah Bennett thing right now. When I tell you I was scared at the end of this episode, (laughs) I genuinely got like, (gasps) I was like, so creepy when he turns up in the bushes at night and it's like, hello, Tasha," with his beady black eyes. I was like, I am scared for her. Like, she's backed up against this bush right now. And he's like, can we go inside? She's like, um, like, sure. And he says it smells fresh in here. That is so weird. Like, he's sniffing it out. Like, he's such a creep. Have there been any other men in here lately? He's such a creep. And she's like, uh, well, I didn't really clean up. And I'm still, I'm like, she hates him. Oh, my God, she's scared right now. And then he says, I love you. He is literally speaking to her these words of so-called emotion and telling her literally i love you sitting there with his beady black eyes and no emotion at all i was like i am terrified and she's like like floored by it likes likes this i and you know what to this i say taisha now i am questioning your judgment 
Okay. Now I am questioning your integrity because of this. I wasn't before. Now I am. Okay. What the hell? Um, yes. Before I respond, uh, I just want to give a trigger warning for anyone who has been in this situation. So maybe just skip two minutes, but okay. So there's fight, flight, or fawn, correct? When people are in a threatening situation. Fawn? Fawn. So that is another reaction people have where they just agree with everything when they are in an uncomfortable situation because they're just trying to get it over with as soon as possible. Uh-huh. And I don't want to equate this to anything more serious, but is it possible she was actually scared of Bennett? She's just like, okay, yeah, like, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. Like, I just, it, it did seem terrifying. And her <laughs> reaction or like everything leading up to that moment, except the lie detector test seemed to push like, Tasha does not like this man. Tasha is turned off by this man. So I don't know if just the producers put her in an uncomfortable situation. She had a lot of cameras on her. And instead of like fight or flight, she was just like, okay, like, let me agree with this man. And I can like get my head together, get over the shock and deal with this in the morning. Maybe, but like, I don't think so. Because when she sent him home, she was like, that didn't feel right sending him home. That didn't feel right sending him home. Then again, Uh like we see in the lie detector test, she said it didn't like there was someone she wasn't sure about sending home. And Uh also the fact that Tasha's personality thus far has been clearly like, not scared to speak her mind at all. Yeah, That's true. But I also I'd be if any of those men are a serial killer. It's bad. It's him for and, sure. And I think this is similar to when women are really into true crime. You know, it's horrifying, but you, it's like a car accident. You can't look away. You just have to watch the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's what's uh, happening. I don't know. I want to save Daisha. I am like, are you joking? Literally, you can see in the preview for the next episode, the only reason he wanted to come back is because he wants to win over the, over the other men. Like, he wants to glow in their faces and show his superiority to the other men. It is nuts. That's if all you he wants to do. Yeah, if you look at his Instagram, he's definitely the one trying to become the influencer out of all the men. He's definitely got the most influency presence. Uh, so, um. I don't know. Maybe him and Hannah Ann would make a beautiful couple. Ew. I yeah. Hate that it. I hate him. Anyways. <laughs> I hate him. I get like viscerally disgusted when I see Blake, which isn't even nice to say because I don't think Blake is a bad person deep down. I just can't deal with him anymore. Nah, it's gross too. <laughs> I just oh these men like this season really did a 180 on my emotions. It did. So then the other thing, like, um, in this episode is, um, oh my God, Ben has really been through, like, a lot of things in his life. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, yeah, so Ben obviously opened up about a lot in last week's episode, uh, obviously fighting with the eating disorder. It's 
incredibly difficult. And then this week he talked about how he's attempted to take his own life. And I want to applaud Ben for having those conversations and being so vulnerable on TV. Um, I, I mean, it's important that people can feel like they can get help and can talk about their feelings and Mm -hmm. I, but also I wish that this was more of a safe space for the men because they're all kind of talking about past trauma and it just seems to be like a lot of trauma porn like since they can't jump out of airplanes this season they just all have to talk about their deepest trauma it like made me actually I like didn't really love how much Tasha was pushing him to talk about it so Mm -hmm. soon and that might be a controversial opinion but that's that I think she was really pushing it and it's like maybe like don't do that until like after you've like really decided maybe this because also then the thing with Riley I was like oh my god like he is like he clearly was like I don't tell anybody this stuff anybody but he feels like he has to to like live up to this expectation of the show so now all of a sudden he goes from telling no one to like bawling like shaking crying and talking about it on in front of millions of viewers to hear and to judge him for when like clearly Tasha's not even that into him like I would have if I was her it's like like don't maybe just like you don't have to yeah (laughs) I think, I think Tasha is a very easy person to talk to and is probably just a great listener. And that's why a lot of people are opening up on the season more so than we've seen before. I also want to compare it. Um, I don't think it's exactly the same as what happened to Jason earlier in the season with Claire's date. Oh, no. Because I think that was purely ex- um, exploiting Jason and his yeah. trauma for the purpose of Claire's storyline, where I don't think any of this is actually building Tasha's storyline. It's just kind of giving a platform to these men. But I totally agree. I think a lot of these situations, if the men didn't receive consent or like didn't give consent, should not be aired on live television. Um, yeah. I think there should be a line on what can and can't be aired. I think the whole Ben conversation could have been a fantasy suite conversation just so to protect him. Um, Riley, I don't, I mean, I also don't think he's gonna get to fantasy suites, but that is even just more sad because it does feel like he's putting so much out there and then I- And she's gonna be like, bye. Yeah, which I don't think, I th- okay. Yeah, like, I, like, what is she going to say to that? She didn't give the rose out on the group date for a reason, because you can't diss Riley like that, but clearly, like, I don't think he's going to hometowns, which he's, we had not seen Riley at all, all season, and then the first time they actually show him on camera is when he's confessing his traumatic experience um so i yeah i think this is definitely an issue we need to have on like we need to hold the producers accountable i think taisha probably if she knew what a vulnerable position she was putting these men in probably wouldn't be going for the 
the, you know, these talks, I mean, she's just thinking about, I want to marry, like when yeah. I get engaged, I want to know these things about people. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the Bachelor franchise should definitely be more responsible about how they present things. And it's also moving to see these things on television. I just hope that consent was given. Yeah, I just hope that they are like okay with it, and hopefully it helps that like other people, and hopefully people aren't like giving hate for it. That's causing like, anyways. And it it does seem like a really deep season, but you just never know what's going on in people's lives. Yeah, Um, we are so judgmental of these people on our TV, and you just never know what's going on. Uh, So, I just extend, you know, love for everyone who's been on the show in the past. Yeah, putting yourself out there like that is definitely not easy. Mm. Um, I could not. I wouldn't. I could. I would be the person who never opens up. I'd be psycho on that show. I could not do it. <laughs> I would no, absolutely not. I would lose my mind. The anxiety would kill me. Oh yeah, I would for sure have homecoming effect. I've thought about this before. Like I think I would psych myself out on night one because I'd get all dolled up, be ready to meet the bachelor, and then walk in and see how hot every other woman is, mm-hmm. and just completely budget which is for me basically like auditioning so Mm -hmm. I'm used to that scenario it's more so like I regard I know that regardless of if I was actually like into them or not I would convince myself that I'm into the lead like and get very invested and be very jealous of the other people and be anxious because you literally have nothing to do but think about them you can't distract yourself I would go crazy (laughs) um but yeah so we'll do so- it though. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna come through on the mic, but oh my god, Potter, Potter is howling. Um, okay, what are your predictions for who is going to hometowns? It's four. Yeah, I think the obvious choices are, I think Brendan and Zach for top two, mm-hmm. and then I think Ben, and then I think Ivan. Yeah, or. The only, like, if Ben's hometown goes terribly, then maybe Ivan makes it to Fantasy Suites. But I think top three is going to be Ben, Zach, and uh, Brennan. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Like, I I feel like she's kind of questioning Bren- Brennan um, a little bit this week. We'll yeah, see. but only because she's so serious about him. That's the only time you'd be yeah. that worried about someone. I don't know. I worry, like, I, I don't know. I don't know about him. I feel comfortable with her and Brennan. Um, I Brendan. think, yeah, yeah, Brennan, Brendan. Um, my theory is, you know, the conversation that's been teased between her and her dad. Her uh-huh. dad's like, "Not him, please, no." Yeah, I think that's about Zach, which makes me really sad. Oh God! I well, think we'll see. Zach opens up about his whole experience as being a recover addict, and mm. I think. Tasha's dad just gets productive and freaks out. Oh, boy. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, poor Zach. Oh, God. He's really going through it again. Um, part, these are, oh, my God. Just these men. All these men, yeah. Oh my God. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you on those predictions. So, do you have, oh. will you accept this post for me? I do. <gasps> Yay, I'm so excited. 
All right, so our new segment, Will You Accept This Post? I read Instagram captions from the leading men slash woman from this week's Bachelor episode, and Cassie has to guess who it is. I think this week's kind of easy because I had a hard time finding posts. Okay. All right. Also, we're getting to a smaller group of men, so that I know I'm like, well, the pressure's on. Yeah. All right. So the first one, never have I ever, couldn't have predicted I would be sitting across from two different bachelorettes in the same spot going into the first rose ceremony in the same season, but here we are. Once so oblivious, that was in caps, to what now was clearly so obvious. Claire Crawley and Dale Moss wishing y'all the best and congrats. Here's to second chances with another incredible woman. Okay. Get all that. <laughs> That's a long caption. They're all long captions. Sorry. <laughs> I got a little lost in the beginning there, but um, I'm going to say Zach. Uh, wrong. Oh, bummer. Um, Ivan? No. Nope. Hmm. Riley? No. Nope. Oh, it's Blake. Oh, boy. I didn't think he'd write a caption that long. So Blake actually has quite a charming social media presence, which makes me think he's not actually a terrible person. I don't think he's a terrible person. I just think I don't like him. Yeah, I think. Okay, so this is my Blake prediction. Okay. I think we friend zoned him, Cassidy. I think Blake gets friend zoned. In life? Yeah, I think every, like, that's yeah. why he's still single. He gets friend-zoned every yeah, time. I, I can get that. Because the first time we were like, oh, he's kind of sweet. He has mm-hmm. his dog. And now we just we can't imagine dating him. <laughs> huh. Yeah, maybe. I think, I, think, I think you're on the right track there. Yeah, I think yeah. he gets friend-zoned I see that. I see that. Because mm-hmm. his social media is not, like, it's charming. That was a cute pat- caption about transitioning to Tasha. Yeah, I think he's not, um, like, sexy. I feel like maybe he doesn't yeah. know how to be, But like, he's into sex. He's just not sexy. Yeah. You know Which what I is mean? a clear distinction. <laughs> yes. Very. <laughs> very. Sexual, but not sexy. Yeah. Okay, next one. All right. Little known fact. Countless people and every girlfriend since high school have tried teaching me to swing. And I still give it a shot every time I see one. In quotes, this is the lesson. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never in nothing, great or small, large or petty. Never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Sir Winston Churchill. (laughs) What the hell? <laughs> who who would caption a quote by Sir Winston Church- Churchill on a post of them on a swing? I'm like so confused because this the quote is saying never give in, but he is indeed swinging. He is. He is. He but he didn't want to give up on swinging. It's oh okay. very challenging for some people apparently. Oh my god. 
I don't know, Brendan. No. <laughs> I don't know. More obvious. Come on. Who would quote Sir Winston Churchill? I Bennett. Yes, Bennett. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you mean? Teach me how to swing. That's I, dumb. I know. Also, he can't like spell. I uh, he can't he bought, swing. <laughs> yeah. He skipped kindergarten and went right to Harvard. <laughs> Oh, man, that one killed me. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. Emotional intelligence. (laughs) Impeccable fashion. Heartfelt moments. Well done, Rose. Delicious green juices. Health and beauty routines. We all took something away from Bennett. Noah? You think Noah would say that about Bennett? I don't know. I thought he was being a bigger person. Oh, no. Riley? No. Who is Bennett's number one? Oh, Ed. Ed. I forgot about Ed. And the photos of Tasha putting the face mask on him. Oh, my God. I did terrible. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Well, that was fun. Uh, so Cassidy, with that said, uh, everyone don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at caffeine hangover pod on Twitter at calf hangover pod shop, uh, for those stickers for all of the people you need to shop for this Christmas at caffeine hangover pod on Etsy. Please share and thanks for listening. Well, hang uh not next thursday <laughs> next but next thursday <laughs> next next thursday christmas eve Ooh. oh a nice christmas eve prezi for all of you from <laughs> us goodbye bye everyone